This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 31st of August. In your squiz today, Chris Dawson is found guilty. A counter-offensive in Ukraine. The man with the mullet defects and snacking in bed. This is your squeeze today. Claire, many listening will know the Teacher's Pet podcast. It was a huge podcast series some years ago by journalist Hedley Thomas. It centred on teacher and rugby league player Chris Dawson and the disappearance of his wife Lynette back in January 1982. What that podcast did was bring Lynette's story firmly back into public focus. And yesterday, Chris Dawson was found guilty of her murder. It's been an incredible amount of time that's gone since 1982, 40 years, uh, and an incredible amount of time to bring someone to court for uh, her murder. Uh, yesterday, finding him guilty of that. Um, Justice Ian Harrison yesterday said that it was unlikely that she had just packed up and gone. Uh, and in fact, he found that when it came to looking at uh, what Chris Dawson was up to at the time, uh, his relationship with their team teenage babysitter led him to kill Lynn. Yeah, the judge said that relationship was possessive infatuation. Claire, this is a remarkable verdict because of the length of time that's passed, as you said, but also because Lynn's body has never been found. The trial itself was 10 weeks long. It was held without a jury to ensure that proceedings weren't tainted by the extremely high levels of media coverage and of public interest in the case plenty of reaction. Yeah, there has been. Uh, what Headley Thomas, the journalist who put together that Teacher's Pet podcast, uh, he said that he reckons Dawson might have even convinced himself that he'd done nothing wrong. Uh, what he said is that over the 40 years, there'd been a lot of scheming, manipulating and lying. Uh, and Thomas said that he hopes that Dawson is appropriately punished for the crime. Uh, as for Lynn's family, her brother Greg Sims yesterday pleaded with Chris Dawson to reveal the location uh, of his sister. Uh, what Greg Sims said is that the journey is not complete. She is still missing. As for Dawson himself, his lawyer said his client was obviously shocked and that he was upset. It seems likely he'll appeal the conviction and apply for bail. A hearing on the latter will be held tomorrow. In the meantime, he's been taken to Silverwater Jail ahead of sentencing. To Ukraine now, and the country made good on its word yesterday, Claire, to take back some of its southern territory from Russia. So this has been a big focus of Ukraine in recent weeks, and that's because it's some of the territory that was first uh, taken when Russia began that invasion in February. It's a really important part of Ukraine because it's where all the access to the Black Sea and their ports is. Uh, also, of course, lots of people who live there uh, that really don't want to see Russia take it over. So what Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said yesterday uh, is that his troops have managed to break through the front line of fighting. Uh, that's a claim that Russia denies, but it's been a really big focus and it's going to continue to be, it seems. 
Yeah, that region's been the focus of much attention also because there's a nuclear power plant in that area, which both Russia and Ukraine say they haven't targeted, though it has been hit. United Nations inspectors are heading there this week to check out the safety of that plant. National Cabinet, that's the meeting between the state and territory leaders and the Prime Minister, will meet today. One of the topics for discussion is a proposal to reduce the mandatory COVID isolation period from seven days to five. Claire, let's take our two largest states and look at how they're approaching it. New South Wales first. Yeah, so Premier Dominic Perrottet from New South Wales backs reducing the isolation period from seven days to five. Uh, So does Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. So both New South Welshmen, they're both on the same page. Uh, But Victoria's Premier Daniel Andrews uh, doesn't want to see it reduced. He says that there needs to be fresh medical evidence uh, that backs a reduction and that's not currently something that they're looking at. So it's really really a big discussion about the ongoing spread of COVID, uh, but also the reality that we're kind of living with COVID now. So we'll see what comes out of that meeting today. Yeah, lots of speculation in the sporting pages that Anthony Albanese is keen on changing the ISO rules so his bunnies can have their full contingent of players in Friday night's match against the Roosters. Claire, (laughs) it's only speculation, of course. One who has given his support to changing the isolation period is opposition leader Peter Dunn. While we're kind of on sport, let's stick on that track. The Live Golf Tournament, which to back it up is that breakaway tournament led by Greg Norman and is controversial for a number of reasons, but predominantly because it's Saudi-backed, so many have taken issue with that due to their poor human rights track record. The news today, though, Cameron Smith, the Aussie with the mullet and winner of the British Open, he signed up, Claire. It's a big deal to get Cameron Smith on. So Mm. Liv hasn't been able yet to attract anyone in the top 10 and Cameron Smith is currently ranked number two in the world. So it's a big signing for Liv. Uh, It's also a big signing for Cameron Smith because rumour is that he's getting $140 million just to sign on. Uh, And then he gets to compete in all of these Liv competitions. Uh, There's one on the weekend that's being played in Boston and the prize pool is $35 million. That compares to a PGA tournament, so say the British Open, which had a prize pool of $14 million. So it's a lot more money. Uh, It's a lot more attention. And as you say, it's very controversial. It is. It means he can no longer play in the PGA Tour, which for context has been the highest level of pro golf for a very, very long time. Fellow Aussie Mark Leishman has joined him also. Seems it's all happening in the world of golf. Royal News Now, an interview by Meghan Markle with American publication The Cut, was supposed to promote her new podcast, Archetypes, Claire, but it's turned into a bit more than that. It really has. It's yet again another visiting of their situation, the breakaway from the royals uh, and really Megan's view on life and all of that. Uh, but there is some new stuff in it and what she says is that um, Harry, her husband, Prince Harry, um, said that he has lost his dad in this process. Uh, there's been a lot of talk, of course, about the relationship between Harry and his brother William and also their father, Prince Charles. Uh, And this sort of seems to confirm that really Harry is on his own in the US. It's a pretty long read. I will put a link to it in your episode notes, maybe one for the weekend. Of course, links to everything we've talked about in the podcast are in the Squeeze Today email as well. 
Claire, eating in bed, yes or no? Where are we? No. <laughs> I think that's what you're supposed to say, but do you do it? <laughs> no, I don't actually. Look, I might sneak um, maybe a smarty. I do oh, okay, yeah. quite like a smart. I get a handful of Smarties. I do quite like a Smartie, but that's about as exciting as it gets, I have to say. Yeah, I'm not for eating in bed, but there's a study out that says lots of people do it. They do. And in fact, even worse, uh, it's a deal breaker when it comes to dating. So uh, 38% of young adults um, say that it's a deal breaker, even though about 40% admit to doing it. So there's, I think we need a sort of Venn diagram to work out what the crossover is, but there certainly is some crossover in there. Cue water cooler chat for today. Squeeze the day. What do we got? Uh, National Meals on Wheels Day. That goes quite nicely into eating in bed. <laughs> Does it? I guess it's all about eating. <laughs> um, for me, it's the 25th anniversary of the death of Princess Diana back in 1997. That's all from us. I'm just filling in again for a couple of days. And then next week, Claire, we welcome a new voice to the podcast. Oh, that's a real teaser, isn't it? Yeah, we'll leave them hanging a bit longer. Stand by (laughs) for that. Have a great Wednesday and we will catch you tomorrow.